So if you continuously feel a desire and then you don't act on it, you are continuously perpetuating that you are not safe to step outside your comfort zone. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello friends, welcome to another little episode. Well, last episode was long and juicy, but I hope that you really loved it. And don't forget that I really appreciate it when you guys share the episodes on your Instagram story. Um, It helps your friends kind of get to know me and find me and you don't know how I could change their life for the better. Um, And it also just is that value exchange. So to paint a little picture for you, I'm sitting in my bedroom. It's 10.48 p.m. And I've just had dinner with a girlfriend that I met in Tulum. She was just uh, coming into New York City for a few weeks. So we were able to have a bit of a crossover and catch up. And we went to Crosby, Crosby Street Hotel for dinner. And I have wanted to go there for so long. And I just... It just like hasn't happened. Um, So that was a fucking treat and I loved that. And I've just come home to finish up some work. This week's kind of one of those weeks where... um, Also, can you guys tell me if like on podcast episodes, you kind of like it when I do like a little life update for you guys? Just tell me if you like that because I don't know what you like unless you say. So I'd appreciate it if you just like drop me a little DM being like, yes, I love it when you do little life updates. Um, Or if you hate it, then just tell me that too. Cause then I know like you can say, Monica, I don't like life updates in your podcast. I'll be like, sweet. Thank you for telling me. Um, like I, your feedback is what allows me to like make the business better. And then you get more of what you want and less of what you don't want. Um, anyway, so that was a really nice little catch up and, um, little life update. Yeah. This week's just really busy. A lot of moving pieces. Not like I'm not stressed in a bad way. Um, it's just that I've got a lot going on in my head because I have my housewarming party next Thursday, which is quite a big kind of thing. It's all cocktail theme, like trying to organize outfit, la la la, like catering, drinks, guest list, building stuff, still trying to finish the house. We've got more furniture coming tomorrow or today. By the time you guys listen to this, we've got an art hanger coming on Thursday to hang all the art. We've had this whole fucking debacle with the glass tabletop for my dining table, but that has been paid for and we'll be here really shortly as well. Uh, early next week it will come. Please manifest that for me guys, please. Um, and there's just been like so much stuff, but Sarah was here all day. She's my personal assistant and she got so much done. Um, and if you don't know on Instagram stories, Sarah and Sarah are going to be showing some of like the behind the scenes things that they do throughout the day when they're working for me. Um, we had like hundreds of you reply to the poll saying yes, that we would like to see this. So I loved that. And I know that like back when I was, you know, um, starting my business, I would have loved to see like what personal assistants and executive assistants get up to. It's just like fascinating and interesting. And it just is an expander for you. So they're going to be doing a lot more of that. And I'm going to try and make a concerted effort just to post more random shit for you guys on my Instagram stories, because I've honestly been just like sidetracked. Like in New York, I'm like working and then having so much fun that I don't have a lot of 
fucking like spare white space in between to then sit down and be on my Instagram stories. So when I was in Sedona, I was on my Instagram stories so much more as you guys would have seen, which was fun. And I actually missed it a little bit. I used to do that in London a lot because I had a lot of time because of lockdown. Um, and I kind of did miss it, but the reality is that living in New York, I just don't have that ability. Like today was like back to back stuff. And then I finished meeting and then I want to like sit down for a little five minutes and then I'm out to dinner again. And I want to preface, this isn't like hustle or anything And this week is just particularly busy because I'm trying to catch up from my holiday stuff, wrap things up. We've got this party, like doing this fucking apartment is a second bloody job. Even though I've got an interior designer still liaising with her, choosing things, giving final sign off, paying invoice, fucking chasing shit, being stressed out about it. That is a second job in itself. So all of these things are taking up a lot of time. So my head's just like, Oh my God. Anyway, hence I'm working quite late. I don't normally, I haven't worked this late in a long time, but, um, I just wanted to get this podcast out to you guys because obviously Babbitt is closing soon. And I, I know that there are a bunch of you that are sitting on the fence and you're listening to my episodes and you stalk all my Instagram stuff and you've probably tried to pull fucking blood from us, like pulled as much as you can from my podcast, like pulling blood from a stone. Um, oh, there's the moon. Oh my God. I wish you guys could see this. It's like yellow. I have the best view from my apartment, as you would know from my Instagram stories. Um, you know, I know that the that there's a bunch of you that are literally trying to get everything you can and suck it dry for my podcast on my Instagram, which I love that you value my content so heavily. And I also want to remind you guys that free content is nothing in comparison to paid. In Baba, there are 68 fucking lessons, 68 plus the monthly Zoom calls, plus your one-on-one, plus new live modules that I'm adding in. So this is like, to me, it's a no-brainer. I know it's a big investment, but you get the bang for your buck. If you go into the highlights um, for Baba 2, uh, there's like two different highlights for Baba because it's like a lot of testimonials. Um, Baba 2, I'm going to put up an Instagram story after I record this of a sneak peek inside one of the modules. You can go and look at that if you want to. Um, let's talk about, so today in our mod, uh, little module, geez, today in the podcast, I got my fucking cacao, my bloody boobs falling out of my fucking robe, jelly's asleep, it's a whole vibe. Um, today I want to talk to you guys about fear stuff and whatever. I cut the episode from the previous one just short a little bit because there was lots of juicy things that I wanted to just make into a whole nother episode. I understand that running a business is fucking scary and I just want to preface that it's not made for everybody. Even when your business is making multiple seven figures, your head is always on the chopping block. It's your baby. You are protective of it. You always want it to be smooth sailing. You always want it to be growing. And there's always going to be a part of your ego where you're like, why isn't it working as well as it used to? Or why aren't people signing up or what's going on? And it can cause a bit of stress and you have to have the tools to be able to anchor back into what you know, your truth, whatever, and trusting that it's all happening for a reason, right? So for those of you, let me take a sip, hold on. For those of you that are sitting on the fence, you have to tune into your desires, into your heart. You have to be led by your soul. I was saying to my friend tonight at dinner, um, you know, because she's like, God, you just look so happy, Lala. And I'm like, I fucking am. Like, I'm so happy. And I said to her, I cannot believe it was like less than three years ago, less than three years ago that I was sitting at my desk. I remember this so vividly, sitting at my desk in Sydney and I had this vision board. I'm going to get fucking teary thinking about it. I had this vision board on my desk with all these cutout pieces. And for some reason, whenever I would look at the top, I'm going to fucking cry. Whenever I would look at the top left-hand corner, there was a picture of New York or there was the word New York or something rather that would always just 
put me in a certain spot. And it's a spot that I walk past all the time. It's on the corner of um, Broadway and Houston Street, if you know it, um, between Soho and NoHo. Um, anyway, and uh, I would always just be there for some reason. I don't know why. I would just be there in my mind. And it would just be like, of course I'm living there. It wasn't even like a, like I would see myself standing on the corner of the street waiting across the road and it was never a, um, oh my God, I'm living in New York. It was like, of course. And the vision that I would see and this feeling that I would get, it was this inevitability. It was, is that even a word? I don't fucking know, but it is now. It was just like, it's inevitable. And that pull and that feeling and that vision that I would get over and over and over and over again, it was so anchored in like my heart and my truth. And it was, there was no emotion attached to it because it was so intuitive. It was just like, of course, right. It was the energy of, of course. And that is what led me to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going through the mental, emotional hurdles that I would come up, that I would come up against was starting and growing and running a business. And now like I, if someone told me three years ago, I'd be living in this apartment in New York in three years time or less than three years time, I would obviously be like, fuck yeah. My ego would say that, but I wouldn't believe it. I would not believe that I could get that that quickly. Like three years is too quick. And this is the beauty of quantum leaping and jumping to that fucking version of yourself, right? This shit's magic. Um, anyway, so to answer some of these questions for you guys is, um, okay. Okay. How did you build your, I've still kind of answered that one. Um, how did you know your initial focuses and directions to get things going? I think I answered that in previous one. Yep. Okay. Cool. This one times you had to step outside your comfort zone and blocks you faced, but overcame moving out of home when I had like no money, that was a massive step outside my comfort zone because, you know, you didn't have the security of living at home, but I trusted myself and it wasn't even trusting myself. It was that, it was, there was that. And I just wanted, I wanted this life that I dreamed of so fucking badly that I was willing to risk it, right? Because risking it and failing is more successful in my mind than never trying, thousand percent it feels better and it feels like more it feels like you've succeeded way more than never trying because if you never try you never know right and actually this dude I went on a date with this policeman some of you might know this he just came up to me on canal street just walked up to me and was like can I take you out to dinner I was I've never had a situation like that happen and I was like is this even legal it was I asked him um anyway and I asked him what when you were dating <coughs> we didn't date for very long it was like 10 seconds um I asked him on our first date, like, can I ask, like, why did you just walk up to me and ask? Like, I loved it. I appreciate it. I said that to him. I was just like, but I'm just like curious. Like, it was really bold. And he was like, yeah, I just saw you. And I was like, if I do not go up to her right now in the split second, she will cross that road and I will likely never see her again. And the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to turn to me and be like, no, thanks. And at least I will know that I have tried rather than wondering for the rest of the day or the rest of the week or whatever. Oh, if only I just asked that person, if only I just went up to her and asked her out. And 
I knew this, but it was just like a, that like kind of nice reminder and someone really acting on something pretty fucking bold, especially in uniform. Cause I could have turned around and been like, and absolutely ripped him a new one and then reported him or something. Right. Like I, it could have been a bad situation if I was one of those like, you know, angry women, which none of you guys are. Um, anyway, and I, it's just a reminder for you guys. You can be doing that, not just in your business, but even in your fucking dating life, you know, you, you know, a fucking cute sales dude comes up to you. This happened to me today, cute dog. And you're cute too. And I was actually in a fucking rush and I was really flustered and actually quite fucking angry. Um, just because I couldn't find a taxi lol in New York. And, um, I was running late for my French lesson. And if I wasn't like that, I would have actually like stopped and given him my number. But I just was like, I'm just going to keep going. It doesn't matter. But even little situations like that, since living in New York, especially, and the world being open again, I just give everyone my fucking number. I just ask people out. I go up to people in bars. I start talking to them. I, like, I do that kind of stuff because the more that you do it in little examples and in big examples, the easier it becomes. So if you continuously feel a desire and then you don't act on it, you are continuously perpetuating that you are not safe to step outside your comfort zone. Now, let's say, for example, I'm going to use this example because I'm selling Baba to you, obviously. Let's say, for example, you want to join Baba and you feel resistance or stepping outside your comfort zone and you continue to not do it. Okay. That's fine. That's example number one. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to continue to perpetuate this ideology in your head that it's not safe to step outside your comfort zone. So then when a cute guy comes up to you and asks for your number, maybe you don't feel comfortable giving him your number or you don't feel comfortable striving up, up, up a conversation or maybe, fuck this, maybe you see a cute guy at the bar and you really want to go up to him, right? But you're petrified of stepping outside your comfort zone and, could, and because you've continued to show, you've continued to show yourself previously that it's unsafe to step outside your comfort zone, you don't go and say hello to him, right? And then you spend the rest of your fucking life wondering about this dude in the bar that caught your eye, that you just wished that you could have had a little chat to because you never know where it could have led. There you go. So every time you don't step outside your comfort zone, you tell yourself it's not safe and then you keep doing it because you don't feel safe, right? And then you continue to live a fucking mediocre life rather than living a life full of excitement and adventure and fucking expansion and quantum leaping and up leveling. I did a quantum leap and get where I am right now because I said it fucking home and I said it inside my comfort zone. No, I quantum leaped because I did shit that scared me. I traveled alone. I traveled around the world. I invested a fuckload of money in myself, in my business. I moved, you know, across the country during a fucking pandemic. I left London when you really shouldn't have because of a pandemic and la la la. I lived in Mexico for a month. I, I did the shit that made me feel uncomfortable because I knew deep down it would expand me in some way, shape, or form. Even little things like when I was in Sedona and I played tennis again for the first time in like 10 fucking years, part of my ego was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like there was, there was resistance, right? Of course there was resistance to me even playing fucking tennis. And once I played that tennis, there was no resistance anymore. And it expanded me in that capacity because I had a hobby again. I had something that I enjoyed. I did something completely different to my job that was not tied to my job at all. I wasn't trying to help someone. I wasn't talking to someone. I get to, I got to just enjoy myself for a moment and look cute in my outfit, right? And even little tiny examples like that where you step outside your comfort zone in small ways they expand you. And the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. And now 
I fucking love it. I love stepping outside my comfort zone. It feels safer to me now to step outside my comfort zone than to not because I've trained myself to be that way. Um, Okay. How did you get through times when it felt like nothing was moving? Oh, girl, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And the worst thing that you can do is resist these times. I would just move through them. I now see them. I still have these moments. I still have seasons, right? And I now see them as an opportunity to focus on something else, right? Like I said before, guys, like New York is an intensity and time moves at the speed of fucking light. I don't know where the effing days go. Honestly, it's out of control how fast time flies here. Um, I, I, I really, I would like someone to explain it to me anyway. Cause I'm like, it's kind of annoying anyway. Um, what was I going to say? And I'd be lying to you guys if I said that business isn't the same being in New York. Cause it's not, uh, it's not because I, this is a new phase of my life where I am spending a lot of time investing in my friendships and in my relationships. And as a result of that, I don't have as much time for my business. That's the result of it. Right. That doesn't mean that the business is fucking failing or anything. No, it means that it's a new season where a part of my ego can sometimes freak out a little bit, right? Because that's, I'm not used to it and it can feel like I'm not moving my business in the right direction. But the reality is that I'm moving my life in the right direction. I don't give a fuck if my business stands still for a little bit or if it stays at the same level for a few months, if it means that I have so much fun because I am spending lots of time with friends and with people that I'm meeting and making new friends and going out and getting drunk and dancing till 2am, right? And relaxing on the weekends and sleeping in. I am so fucking happy right now, right? And I don't, and I am working less than I did say last year, for example, because I am out more, right? So like tonight I had to leave the house at like six and I had the kind of like more of an early dinner. I usually have dinner. Like if I'm going out for dinner, I usually have it like seven or seven 30. So, um, left at like six. And if I didn't have dinner on, I would have probably worked until seven and I would have gotten some more work done. And then I would have chilled out a little bit or done whatever. And I would have had more time today to do a bit of work. If I didn't go to acupuncture this morning or this afternoon, I wouldn't have spent an hour at acupuncture, half an hour getting there, nearly fucking an hour walking back without a walk because I'm going to find a fucking taxi, right? Um, if I didn't spend those two hours or nearly two and a half, I could have gotten more work done. But it's about reprioritizing sometimes and understanding that you're allowed to have a little bit of a winter season, right? And when things feel like nothing is moving, the worst thing that you can do is resist resist it, right? So right now it can feel like sometimes I noticed, I noticed it today because I was quite stressed about like not business related things, just like fucking other shit, like lack of time to be honest, what I was stressed about. Anyway, and I kind of actually noticed this. It's like, I feel like I've got nothing done today. I haven't moved the needle forward today. I feel like we aren't moving the needle forward in the last month in the business. And it's because I've been working a second fucking job when this apartment is a reality. So that can feel like nothing is moving. And the worst thing I can do in that moment is resist it. The best thing that I can do is surrender to it. Okay. And if you want more context and depth that I'm actually like, I was going to say a lot more about that, but I'm going to nip that one in the bud because the lot more of that would be something in Baba that's 
paid information that I don't want to be giving away for free when other women pay for it. Um, so, you know, all this stuff, ladies, I go into way more depth and give you like exact examples. So in the Zoom call or in the Facebook group, you can come to me with this question and then I would be like, here is exactly what you're going to do. So it's very specific because you get me helping you. It's not like, it's not like it's just a course where you do it on your own. Like you talk to me and everything. And I like know what's happening in your business and all that jazz. Just a reminder, as you guys know, this is the last round of BABA for the year and the structure will change next year where you don't get as much of me. So if you're feeling the pull, I invite you, I encourage you to tune into your heart, trust your desires and know that it is safe to back yourself and step outside your comfort zone. Also, Queen Alchemy is opening up for enrollment in August and we will start in September. So if you are wanting to do that, make sure that you keep an eye out. Okay, so jumping in to the next question is, do you think a certification is necessary for coaching? So yes. The reason why I say this is that I think sometimes one of the problems with the coaching industry is that now everyone and their fucking dog thinks they can be a coach. And the reality is I've coached a lot of coaches that have gone and done really shitty certifications. Um, and they are not embodied at all in what they do. They don't actually know very much and they're not confident in what they teach. And my problem right now that I'm having, and I'm going to do a whole episode on a narcissist that I actually came in, um, in contact with very recently. And he is a case, which unfortunately is quite common. It's like the shadow side of this industry where, you know, he projects all this like conscious, like not projects. He puts out all this conscious relationship stuff on his Instagram and has a podcast and really paints this picture of himself. And I fell to the trap of it and into the industry trap um of like conscious open relationships and like good communicator and like heart space whatever fucking wank right all that shit and let me just tell you he is the he's actually borderline sociopath but I'll go into that later bottom line is it kind of sparked me doing a uh, writing a few episodes uh, writing a few um uh, what's it called? Instagram posts, which I haven't posted yet. I've posted one so far about the lack of embodiment and integrity in just the spiritual community right now. And I just personally think that, you know, we, we all, we all always have work to be doing. Um, and I, so I often will see coaches where I'm like, this isn't like a little trauma that's just come up recently for you. Like you are not confident at all right? And you're teaching women or you're, you're preaching about like X, Y, and Z. And personally for me, I think that's an issue. And that's something that I pride myself on. And I was speaking to my dad actually the other day, because one of my issues is that I trust people too easily. And I said this to him and he was like, no, Monica, that is not an issue because he has the same thing. And he is like, I'm going to fucking cry, but he, I've been so emotional lately, like in a good way, just like so like in my heart. I love it. Um, he said to me, no, Monica, that is why you have made so much money because your heart is so big and everyone can sense your authenticity and how real you are. And that is true. And I just, I urge you guys to always just tune in to your body and to your heart and to your womb and to your intuition before you hire someone of like, is this person embodied? Like, don't just read their Instagram posts, like listen to their podcast, listen to the way they talk. Are they scripted? If they're scripted, you don't know them, right? Because they can be reading anything. Like this shit ain't scripted. My phone sitting right here with the questions. That's it. Um, like the only you'll, you'll you'll know when it's a scripted episode because I will say I've written some notes down. Um, otherwise, it's just like you you know what it's not because I fucking go on tangents all the time. Um, lol. 
Um, you know, look at their Instagram lives. Like, do they seem to just be free in their body and flowing and expressive? Or do they seem a little bit rigid or uncomfortable? Because that tells you a lot about a person. So when it comes to the question of, do you think that a certification is necessary for coaching? You guys know that I have a natural fucking gift. And what everything that I teach in my certification and everything that I um, do with my clients when it comes to trauma healing, feminine embodiment, inner child work, like sensuality, sexuality, money stuff, like DNA upgrades, all that stuff is self-taught. All of it is channeled through me. It's not from a fucking book. It's not from a course. It's all just like, come to me. If you're a last queen alchemy girl, you know this because I made up a fucking new modality that I use a lot now on the spot and you guys loved it. Um, anyway, and what was I going to say? I did a coaching certification and it gave me a lot of foundation in terms of um, how to coach someone in terms of communication, in terms of asking the right questions, in terms of setting up a container, in terms of active listening, in terms of just feeling confident in myself. And I did a lot of inner work before I started doing like like real intense coaching, right? When I started off and I was doing more just helping people with period stuff, that was different. When I do when I then did all my trauma stuff, I'd healed my trauma well and fucking truly before I did any trauma healing with people, right? Feminine embodiment stuff, all that jazz. I am the embodiment before I go and give it to somebody else. Because me being the embodiment is what has allowed me to make up. Jelly, what the fuck are you doing? Are you going to vomit? No. Um, (coughs) Me being the embodiment first is what has allowed me to then channel all of these modalities and messages and blah, 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 to then giving, to then give to my clients, right? I wish I was recording this episode as a video. I feel like it's really juicy. Um, Anyway, share it on Instagram, please. Um, So I think it's absolutely fucking necessary because if you want to be a good coach, then it's necessary. And if you don't want to invest in your education, but you want other people to invest in you, that to me is a fucking problem. Just like if you want um, people to pay you, but you've never paid a life coach, that's a fucking problem. Um, And it's not because you have to pay someone if you don't need help. It's because by you paying someone for your own support, you're saying, I value this industry. Okay. Um, Okay. How did you get your first client? Instagram, showing up on Instagram, consistency, being of service, giving value. Um, Next question. What is one thing you would do differently? I would learn how to run a business from the get-go and not have sacrificed my social life thinking that's what I had to do to get uh, a business up and running and like burn myself out so many fucking times. That's what I would definitely do differently. I like that question. How you created an audience and any of the real honest challenges you went through. I mean, you guys know my real honest challenges because I've been really like honest and open here. Um, I would say I, I created an audience just through my Instagram and honestly just being my fucking self. Like so many of you guys say that the reason why you love listening to my podcast or following me on Instagram is that like you can tell that I just like talk and I'm easy to listen to on the podcast because I'm just like having a fucking conversation. Like it's just chill and easy and it's it's very like, it's, it's easy to listen to, right? I'm not scripted. I fucking scripted podcasts. I cannot listen to for like t- even 10 seconds. I, they just, they make my body just like feel really uncomfortable. Um, 
And then any of the real oldest challenges you went through, I would say one of the challenges I went through more so in the beginning was like a lack of friends uh, and feeling quite isolated, which can be really, really common um, having your own business. And that's why it's so, so crucial. Like I would say it's, a, it's, it's, as, it's as important as brushing your fucking teeth at night uh, is to have friends. I, I paid for friends. I would join masterminds literally for the friends. I'm, I'm not even joking you. I would pay for my friendships. Uh, and that was a really good thing that I did for myself. So I would say one of the hardest things that I went through was honestly making friends and moving around so much. Um, I loved it because the creativity, but it was challenging because every time I'd go somewhere, I knew it wasn't my home. And so like, I wanted to make friends. A part of me was also like, I'm not going to fucking waste my, I'm not, not, I'm not going to invest a lot of time into this because I'm not going to stay for long. Even when I was in London last year, I knew I didn't want to live there forever. Right. Even if I, even if I maybe said in, in an episode, oh, I think I'm going to stay here. That was just stupid. That was like a little fucking moment I had of like, I, I came back from that Paris trip and I was like, oh, I'm so happy to be home. And I thought that because I was happy to be home, I should live in London. No. Um, like there's nothing like New York. My, like my body just feels like something else here. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? So yeah, even in London last year, I was like, what's the point of fucking putting real, real time and effort into making friendships? I'm not going to live here forever versus being in New York. I'm putting so much time and effort in, you know, I'll, I'll not want to go out, but if there's, if so-and-so is planned to dinner, I'm like, I'm fucking there. I don't care whether I have to drag myself there. I'm there because I want to make friends. And the thing is in New York, if you don't put effort in to make friends, you will have no friends. It is, it can be very hard to make friends in New York if you don't put effort in. Um, but a lot of people have friends fucking everywhere because, uh, we all have a million and one things going on. So you often have to be the one to follow up and, and that kind of stuff. If you expect everybody else to chase you, you'll have no fucking friends here. Um, anyway, so I would say one of the, like, that was one of the hard things I went through. But as I mentioned in the previous episode, guys, the recovery of my ski accident and the mental and emotional challenges, the battle of the rehab was excruciating. Like, I remember thinking, I wish someone warned me about this. Everyone just you know, said that the recovery of like after surgery and the pain that will be bad and like, you know, learning and like, um, and like the showering and all that kind of stuff, being in a wheelchair, la la la. Nobody, nobody warned me about the year afterwards of, of just brutal, brutal emotional and mental struggle when you're in rehab and you can't do a squat properly. Or I remember the day that I was able to, I was allowed to like start walking again. And I just thought that like, I just put my leg down and I could just start walking again. And you know, I physio and my mom was like, you, you can't do that. I was like, no, I can. Cause my brain remembers how to walk. And so mom was like, okay. So mom took my crutches and I took a step and I collapsed and it just broke me. Like it broke me because I was like, it's so debilitating when you know something and your body can't do it. It's paralyzing. Like it's, it's horrible. And, the, and that was a really big challenge. And also when I had my jaw surgery, it was the same thing, you know, looking in the mirror and just seeing, seeing my face be so swollen, but also just see my face look different was really, really challenging because my brain remembered how I looked and now I looked different and it was so so hard to wrap my head around so they were really hard um how hard was it did it take a while to find clients 
what kind of hours were you working? Yeah, I think I've kind of elaborated this on the previous episode for you guys, but what, I'll answer the what kind of hours were you working, like all hours of the day. I had clients at 6 a.m. I would work till 10 p.m. It was out of control, which is why I'm very passionate at ensuring people are working smarter, not harder. And like I've said to you guys, and I'm not going to lie, you have to put in more work in the beginning, but you don't need to put in clients at 6 a.m. working till 10 p.m. hours. That's stupid. That I, I would waste probably six of those hours in a fucking day doing shit that made me zero money. And that was just like fluffy things. So I like, I like scrap those for you guys when you're doing better. Um, did you have to spend a shitload of money to get up and running before making money? Um, well, it's, I'm a service-based business. So not really because service-based businesses don't have massive overheads. Um, but I put in a shitload of money for investing to make more money. And even like having Sarah and Sarah, that money and that, you know, having web developers and having graphic designers and like blah, 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 all that money that I put into my business, it is a lot of money that I put into my business to then allow my business to continue to make more money and continue to grow and expand and up level in terms of the design, in terms of quality, in terms of like free content. Um, all that jazz. Okay. Um, how you put your clientele. Oh, yeah, that was Instagram and just my Instagram lives and all that jazz that I mentioned before. Um, okay. I also just want to preface to you guys in case any of you are thinking about joining Queen Alchemy in all in uh, September, but oh, sorry, we start in September, but you have to join in August, August like first or something is the day we're going to open Queen Alchemy. If you haven't already joined, you actually can join now if you want to, but we're going to like properly open it on August one, like on my Instagram story and in emails and stuff. I just want to preface for any coaches out there. You are not allowed to use any modalities, any teachings of mine, anything from Queen Alchemy. So if any of you are thinking, Oh, I'm a coach, I'll just do Queen Alchemy. And then I'll learn a lot from Monica and then I'll implement it. There is a very, very clear intellectual property thing in the contract. And I teach you guys a bit about this in Baba. So you're very aware of, I'm very good at teaching boundaries and business boundaries are one that we, that always comes up in Baba. So I'll help you with that if you need that. Um, yeah, just in case any of you guys are already doing that, if you're a coach or if you think you can do that, um, you will be in big fucking trouble. If I find out that you've used a modality, I found out a previous coach did this and she traumatized the client and then the client came to me and then I healed it from her. Um, you'll be in big fucking trouble. <laughs> I have a team of lawyers for a fucking reason. And I say this not to be a bitch. I say this because you will traumatize a client because you do not know the back end of the modality. You know how I've done it for you, which is very different to how you might need to do it for a client. So I just want to preface that. So wait, what was that noise? So as you guys know from this episode, there are, and the previous episode that I did and the one before that and all that jazz, there are ups and downs to running a business. There is a lot that you need support on, right? It is, it is like fucking raising a bloody family, but even bigger sometimes, right? It is a lot on your plate. It is a lot on your shoulders. It can feel really hard. It can feel isolated. It can feel challenging. It can feel demanding. It can feel exhausting. If you are trying to do this alone, you're making it a lot harder for yourself. I understand. I understand that $10,000 is a big investment. I get it because I did that in the beginning of my business, right? You guys know this from the previous episode. I talked about it. So I completely get it. And I want to preface to you guys. And if you want to send me a DM so I can show you this, if you missed the Instagram story, just say to it to me, there are 63 fucking modules in Baba. Like you get your bang for your buck. 
Any question that you have, I guarantee it's already been answered in there and you have this content for life. You can refer back to Baba for the next 10, 15 fucking years of running your business and continue to use and implement and be reminded of this fucking content. And there is content always being added. I guarantee you next year, there'll be more content being added and you won't be subject to the price increase if you join now. Plus you have the live Zoom calls. In live Zoom call one, we do a bunch of inner child healing in relationship to your business. In uh, call two, we do breathwork and DNA upgrading for your business. And then, and we do like Q and A and all that jazz in there as well when you need it. And then call three is like practicing sales calls, wrap up Q and A and anything else has kind of been coming up um, as well. I can't remember what else we did last time in call three. Um, something else. Anyway, basically every group is a little bit different and they generally need the same thing at the same time. So I give that to them. Whatever you guys need, I give you, right? That's the joy of being able to work with me in a more intimate container. If you join one of my other programs or if you join Baba in the future, that's not this intimate, you won't get this opportunity. So I did a post on this and Olivia is the one that told me this and she's in Baba. I did a post on this and she made me realize really like really fucking realize. I knew this, but I didn't like really, really, really know it. That she was like, I almost can guarantee that in 12 months time, you will not be like, no one will be able to get this much access to you. And I was like, I feel like you're probably onto something. I did a post on this. I'm going to link the post in the show notes. Okay. I really want you guys to understand. I'm not trying to do this, but it's just the reality of having a very rapidly growing business. I can almost guarantee you that sometime next year, there is no way that you will be able to get access to any live component of me for $10,000 because of just the way that that works, right? With having more demand, right? I, I, I can't burn myself out. Otherwise I'm no help to anybody and I can't even do any free stuff for you guys, right? Or I can't even have fucking clients if I'm burnt out. So if you feel this niggle, please act on it if you want it because you may regret not acting on it. You know, when I then say yep, no more one-on-ones or if you want one-on-one, it's not in Baba, you've got to pay to do six month one-on-one with me, X, Y, and Z, right? It's only getting more kind of like stricter in that sense because it has to be as a result. Um, So please, if you feel the niggle, absolutely trust that. There is no one else out there that has this gift that I do. I work with a lot of people. I've had a lot of coaches. I've trained people X, Y, and Z. And I definitely have a knack. I definitely have a knack. I've trained some amazing coaches and they're amazing in their own way, but I've done this for three more years than they have, for example. So if you want the best of the best, I guarantee you that if you come to me with an open mind and open heart, you trust yourself, you trust me, and you show up for yourself and you do the work, you will be insanely blown the fuck away by the results. Like I really, really guarantee that. I've had so many women come to me that you know, have no money and they've gotten out loans, they've done what they, they can do and their life has done a complete 360 and, you know, half halfway into the program, you know, one third of the way into the program or into our coaching with, into our one-on-one coaching container, they're just like, I can't even recognize myself in a good way. So just from the bottom of my heart, guys, I really want you to understand that this is the real shit. This isn't some fucking scam. I'm not trying to scam you into something. I want to help you. I want you to not make the mistakes that I made and I want to be able to support you. Um, I do not give free advice on my DMs. So like, don't ask me a question in my DMs. I won't answer it. You can get free advice from my podcasts. That's fucking it. And my magazine, do not forget the magazine because we have different content in there that on the podcast and my Instagram, and then you need to pay and paying will not only make you feel activated, 
so that you get better results because you're putting that message out to the universe and also to yourself. So you will actually show up more for yourself guaranteed. But the content that you get paid is 50 million times better than the content that's in free because obviously it's paid, right? Um, so (coughs) just remember that anyway, it's 11 30 PM. I need to log off and go to bed. Have you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram or an email and I will voice message you back. Um, cause Baba closes really, really, really shortly. We're closing it next Tuesday. I'm keeping it open a few more days cause I had a fucking weekend from hell. Um, and so I just like wasn't on my A game on the weekend. So I don't want to stress myself out. So we're actually going to close it on the 27th of July. So you have exactly one week to join and then it will be closed until further notice. Okay. Have a lovely day. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please share it. You guys know that I appreciate that value exchange. Please leave a review if you haven't as well. You know, I've spent 40 minutes recording recording this episode and then I have to edit it and upload it. So I really appreciate when you guys leave the reviews, share it on your Instagram because I could be sleeping right now, but I want to do this for you. So please do something, do something in return because it does mean a lot and I do appreciate it. Okay. Have a lovely day and I will see you in the next episode.